Hello guys and welcome to a third episode of Changing the Narrative podcast. Um, thank you for all the support and love you've been showing to our previous episodes. And today we, we've, we've got another one. Um, someone who, who I regard as a pillar of society. Um, someone who inspires a lot of people. Someone who breaks the mould. Um, I'm honoured and blessed to, to have Nathan Ajiman, or some of you may know him as Enter the A, um, on this podcast. Uh, if you'd like to, to introduce yourself, please. Thank you. I appreciate that intro. Appreciate that intro. Uh, yeah. So, my profession, well, I'm professionally known as Enter the A, which is obviously just uh, start, which the N and the A just stand for my initials. Um, music producer from North London, branched into engineering. Um, doing a couple of music live events here, uh, artist management, uh, yeah, just all, all, all parts of the music industry, really. Just trying to really get a, a foothold of, of knowledge uh, in all types, uh, all parts of the industry, really, and just expand my knowledge and uh, just use that experience to just help others, you know, get a foothold in the game. No, uh, that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's perfect. I mean, that's, through, through, through all of that, for all of that, I got so excited introducing you that I actually forgot to mention who else we have on 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 um, the pod here with us. So obviously we've got um, <laughs> no, cool. partners in crime, <laughs> partners in crime in terms of Sharp Edge, um, a couple of uh, pillars within uh, our our company as well in terms of Ed and Sydney. If you'd respectfully like to introduce yourselves, also. Yeah, sure. Um, Edward Badu here, one of the co-founders of Sharp Edge. Um, yeah, that's myself. Yep, and it's Sid, Sydney Asante. Um, just jumped on board um, onto Sharp Edge. This great vision that Giles and Ed have set up. So yeah, really excited to be to be on board. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, man. But Nathan, I mean, let's get into it. I mean, um, there's so much to talk about in regards to looking at your journey and uh, what you've experienced, but what you've achieved. Um, I think what you've achieved is almost second to none and is a true Thank inspiration. You've known me for pretty much most yeah. of my life. And um, I feel as if like your story can resonate with so much people, but most importantly, people can take so much from what you've actually done um, here. So um, please like, give us an insight into sort of the beginning, where this all started. Um, yeah, what all is. Uh, well, I went to, um, obviously, as you guys know, I went to school with you guys, uh, St. Ignatius, uh, Enfield. Uh, you know, all boys, a Jesuit school, um, you know, multicultural. I think we had really good teachers. Um, so I think that yeah. really helped, helped yeah. us, especially are you, um, are you, Ed? Um, yeah, yeah. You know, like the whole men for others ethos and just stuff like that. And um, yeah, so I think I've been, I think I really, I, I think I really appreciate the school I went to because I think school is, uh, I think the make or break of character. I don't think, I don't think it's in uni or college. I think secondary school life is the most important because you know as you know not 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 everyone goes on to you know college or uh you know uni anyway so i think yeah, secondary sure. school is the is the main point which you know kind of molds somebody's character for life yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely so yeah went to st ignatius uh and uh, then i went to the sixth form of that of that secondary school as well all boys again all uniform <laughs> didn't really mind it though and, um, <laughs> yeah. and then from there I went to uh, Coventry University where I studied events management. Um, but yeah, uh, the education um, for me, yeah, I don't regret it at all. Um, even though I went to university and I didn't get to even, I haven't really used my degree in the, in the actual, you know, like official work world or whatever. But I mean, 
I've taken a lot of uh, experience and um, yeah, with that and just, you know, try to put it towards my craft. Um, in terms of what I do now, music wise, um, I never, I only developed the passion for like making music probably when I reached like year 10, year 11. So it was quite late on. It wasn't something like I was, I was like, as I was a kid, I was, you know, playing yeah. instruments in church and stuff like that. No, nah, that wasn't really the case with me. <laughs> you were one of those dons, no? Nah, nah, nah. Mine was just... <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, I can play piano a little bit, but, I, you know, I'm just not really... Yeah, 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 I'll be real. Not really, nah. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> but, yeah. The piano and that, you know what I mean? Nah, nah, man. It's not no sub story like that. It's nothing to, you know... Yeah, it's literally just literally bored at home. Uh, because of the, there was a lot of time, especially like year 10, year 11, I used to get like a lot of uh, like free time to myself because like my mum would be like at work overnight and my sister and brother were both at uni as well. So uh, just had a lot of free time in my hands. So I just, I was just bored at home after school. So I just picked up, you know, like making beats just like that. It wasn't, yeah, literally just as organic as that. And I just kept with it and developed more of a passion for it when, when I hit university. Um, and from there, there was a lot of musicians uh, that went to Coventry University, like a lot of Afrobeat artists and stuff that were in my year, uh, the year above and the year above that. Um, so I just used uh, those opportunities to work with them and just, you know, build relationships that, you know, I could really benefit off after I've graduated. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you, you speak about creating um, beats, but e- even before that, when I when I think of you, I think of all your productions on MySpace and Pixel. Oh and, yeah, um, the photo editing, yeah. So where, yeah. Where, where did that kind of creativity stem from? Was it from being bored or did you just kind of just stumble into it or? or yeah, I, that as well, man. There was another guy, there was two other guys in our, in, in my year group that were making uh, designs as well. And I just, I've, I've, I think I've just always been like a creative person. Mm. Um, I've just always liked putting, you know, thought, uh, like turning thoughts to things, okay. um, whether that's, you know, pictures or music or artist management or even creating events or whatever. So, yeah, that was my, yeah, yeah. Photo editing was definitely my first stint of, you know, just using my creative ability to to my real advantage. Um, so, yeah, I was doing, like, people's, like, mixtape covers and stuff like that and MySpace layouts and Pixel as well. And it's funny because we actually, through Pixel, we was actually learning coding to, to like, on a small on a small scale, obviously, but okay. it's even something that it's it's a skill that I even use today when it comes to like editing my um my my actual official uh, plughouse website. I still remember some of the things that I've learned from Pixel on MySpace. That's wow! Implement that's that nice. into yeah, it's it's actually crazy because that's like what Pixel was like a good like how long ago was that now, guys? That was like what. Over over ten years ago, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I, yeah. I, back in those days, yeah. I was little G dot man, and you know, I'm yeah, to... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pixel, yeah, Pixel was literally like what? Year seven, I think. Well, yeah, year seven, year eight. That's like a good like like twelve, thirteen years ago for some of us, isn't it? Yeah. So um, yeah, man. So and then obviously MySpace came after Pixel, and obviously there's still like coding stuff to put in there, like to make the layout like sit in the right place and stuff like that. So yeah those skills are something that I still use today. It's actually so crazy to even say that because I actually have, haven't even thought of it like that. Um, yeah. So yeah, uh, photo editing was, was definitely something that I started off with and it just from there branched into having a passion for just making beats. Mm. So so I yeah. think we, yeah. we have to, we kind of have to address the, the elephant. Sorry, Sid, did you want to say something? Yeah, just quickly. Um, I just wanted to sort of go back uh, to the point that you made about secondary school and um, how it was sort of, um, 
it can sort of make or break someone. So I just wanted mm. to ask you, Nathan, so what sort of challenges did you face in secondary school and how did you sort of overcome those challenges to be um, the success that you are today? Um, challenge, let me, let me feel, that's a, that's a really, um, really good question. Um, I was one of the shortest in my year or one of, I don't know, I think me, that's me, great. you, Ed, was really yeah, short for yeah, age. Yeah, you little one still. Yeah. And yeah, was, yeah. So was you though, so don't, don't, don't really, don't, don't try to separate yourself from me. I said we still. I said we, okay, sorry, so I was a bit... Yeah, the, yeah, no, we were, that no, was tiny. Sorry, man, short, tiny short man syndrome too. kicking in there, short man syndrome <laughs> kicking in there. <laughs> no, no, I've grown up now, I'm, I've grown up now, so... Yeah, 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 yeah. But obviously, yeah, I was quite, I was quite short in year seven, year eight. I think I only really shop in like year probably like I think six form to be honest. Seven, yeah. So I think because I was quite short for my age, and obviously also coming from a primary school where there was only one class per year, and like being the most like popular kid and one of the fastest, and you know in the football team in in primary school, and obviously then, and then coming to you know year seven where there's like six classes per year. Yeah, just, you know, it's just very, for me. I, I think I think Giles can vouch for me as well because very overwhelming for us no, no, yeah. because obviously it's a complete different experience now you know you're, mm. you're just with all all boys now there's guys that are bigger than you faster than you you know better than you at you know so many different sports and stuff like that and you know uh i feel like you have to kind of make well for me anyway i had to kind of make a stamp like make myself uh what's the word i'm looking for we're trying to make, Just a, make an a name impact, yeah. make a name yeah, yeah make an impact make a name for myself but yeah, yeah. but like not but like not not like in a negative way, just you know, just, just almost just, make your own path because you feel like path. yeah, because yeah, there's so yeah. much, yeah, there's so much of that variety, you know, and uh, mm. yeah, and so I, what were challenges I face? You know, I mean, I don't think I was ever bullied or anything like that. Um, I've always stood like, like stood up for myself, even if it's like, mm. like, like, like resorting to like physical, you know, yeah. like fights or whatever like that. Um, never been suspended or anything like that. Never been suspended. Never been, yeah, I've been in isolation, like you know. One, two, yeah. three, four times, maybe five, six times, times but yeah, never been suspended or anything like that. So I think I think my experience I've challenges just the normal stuff that guys go through, you know, just mm. peer pressure and yeah. yeah, peer pressure and you know stuff like just normal stuff, man. But that's that's Nothing that's so there. that's so mad that you talk about that because I think sometimes it's when people look at sort of a certain kind of person, they never feel as if like these kind of things would affect them. I'm sure sort of the where you are now and um sort of the the levels and the heights in which you've reached a lot of people be like nah nathan never or enter the a never experienced none of that but but you need to understand that we all go through these kind of things yeah like, yeah yeah yeah, yeah 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 like, like our school like we obviously it's an all boys school in it so, so like, there's, there's a lot of testosterone floating around you know what i mean we've we've all been beaten up by the older guys like it's 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 a it's a it's a side like it's not i don't i don't support it but you know it just it's yeah. just like part of it just happens in it you know before we go on, sorry, I got to wreck my school, man. I didn't go to Ignatius. I went Kinsmead down the Okay, road. yeah, yeah, yeah. Go for it, go for it, go for it, go for it. Go for it. There wasn't an all-boys school. There was girls there as well. So, you know, we had a bit of, you know, females to talk to and interact with. But, yeah, I just wanted to make that clear before we go on. Okay, okay, cool. Go for it, man. We used to go to every town. Don't think we were just speaking to... to uh, oh, yeah, no, no, no. no. We're in no, Eiffel no. Town. We never saw exactly. Kingsby there. <laughs> don't worry, Kingsby was there. Man, Kingsby was there. Don't worry, man. <laughs> <laughs> I said, don't worry. 
Probably got more things than you, bro. <laughs> hey, you reckon, Ed? <laughs> no, no, I'm quite confident still. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Uh, uh, let me not draw myself out on this, you know what I mean? Let me, let me stop there. It's not about me today still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's crazy. But yeah, but, but, sorry, Ed, if, I've got another question for Nathan. Go for it. Right, yeah, Nathan, so Yo. you, you talked about... Um, having to um, establish yourself and, you know, growing up. I think I've had this conversation with Giles and um, and Ed before where, you know, I mean, we all grew up in North London and, you know, sort of some of the challenges that we had, I feel like we were all sort of one bad decision away from um, sort of affecting our lives and affecting our futures. I just want to know what sort of uh, social influences did you have around you growing up? Were they positive? Were they negative? What sort of voices did you have around you growing up? Um, so <clears throat> I've I first lived in Wood Green, then I moved to Bounds Green, but obviously I went primary school in Tottenham, and then obviously my secondary school was in Enfield, and obviously as you know, secondary school, you meet people from all types of you know from di- like different you know like different areas of London, you know, mainly obviously mainly like North and East London. But I mean, and I'm and I mean that in terms of the people in your year, the year above you, and the year above that and stuff. So I think I've met so many different people from, from different areas, uh, especially from secondary school. That um, yeah, I mean, I just I just I just took the advantages from each kind of area or person that I knew and just tried to like use it to my advantage, basically. Um, yeah. Social social influence. I've never really been. I've, I've, you know, it's, with me, I'm very stubborn in it. So if I don't want to do something, I, I just, I just won't do it in it. Yeah. So, like, I haven't, haven't really had any like negative social influences on me. I'd say um, there's a lot of people around me that you know I know that were in gangs and stuff like that, but I just never really got involved in that because I knew that that wasn't the path I wanted to go down. Yeah. Um, my older brother was a was a, was a bit of a rebel as well, and I'd seen how that had a negative impact on my mum to an extent um and just knew that I didn't want to go down that path he's on a straight path now but just what he was doing back then I knew that I didn't want to do that as well anyway and there's quite a big age gap between me and him just about six seven years between me and him so I learned that from very very young that I didn't want to go down that path um so it was quite easy for me to just stay on the straight path and uh just not go down the route of you know some of my friends or like other friends from secondary from secondary school or even from uni or whatever so um for me, yeah, yeah, it's been yeah. In terms of yeah, social influence, positively, um, yeah, I'd say I've had a lot of I've, like the friends that I'm uh, that that I'm still with today. Um, obviously, Ed Giles, UCD as well. Uh, you know, a couple couple other guys that from uni that I've met that uh, you know, and even in, in like even in the music industry today, there's there's, there's a couple of people as well that have a real positive influence on me. Um, Yes, I've definitely had a lot more positive influences than negative influences, I'd say, throughout my whole my whole life, to be honest. Yeah. Could you give a, an, an example of maybe like a positive influence um, in terms of your journey? So someone who said something or something that you've seen, something that's kind of made you take notice that, wow, I'm kind of on the on the right tracks or they've given you the right motivation at the right time. Um trying to think of who specifically um benjamin actually you know benjamin the year above yeah 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 yeah. he's he's always like just told me nah man what you're doing is sick like it's crazy some of my cousins Mm. as well that like live in luton 
Yeah. And um, they just kind of see what I was doing from early and just always said, wow, that's sick, man. Like, like just keep going. Like, obviously, from the outside, it always looks bigger than what it really is. So, yeah. you know, so, and obviously, sometimes it's good to kind of create smokes and mirrors because that's what makes people, that's what adds value to your brand anyway, isn't it? When you have that, mm. yeah. you can see like when people can think that things are bigger than what it really is, you know what I mean? Like it, like it really motivates you. And there's days when, you know, I'm feeling down and someone would just message me randomly saying, oh yeah, no, we're doing a sick, like keep going, don't stop. Um, yeah, man. So yeah, definitely, yeah, definitely Benjamin comes to mind at first. Um, yeah, he's as someone that's, that's yeah. really picking me up. And how big do you feel as if this has been in your journey, looking at sorts of the likes of Benjamin, your cousins, um, the fact that you want, didn't want to, um, let down your parents for example I mean how big was this to for you how significant was this yeah it was everything and I think also being like the last born as well um I just know that I have there's no time to mess up do you know what I mean like the same way like my, yeah. like my brother did like in, in the beginning um there's no time to mess up. I have to like just get this like just smash up the park first time um, yeah, yeah so yeah I, I think I've had well I've maybe there's been a I've put pressure on myself but um I mean, I think I think it's fair to say that the pressure has, has, has you know, has benefited me mm. a lot. Yeah, to just stay in the right path. Um, pressure makes diamonds, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's true. So, that's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, so I, we're touching on. Um, oh, sorry, Giles. No, 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 gonna, no. Go, bro. I was going to say just on your point, just moving on a little bit from this sort of matter, and when you started talking about the work that you're now, the profession that you're in now, and um, looking at how you got there. Um, you spoke about the fact that you were bored and essentially you just started sort of playing around with um, these platforms and in the end it's taking you to the 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 where you are today. But essentially that, but it's it's crazy because I mean, some of the talks that we've had with um, all the individuals that were, there, there seems to be a similar theme with everyone. It's just that you lot are very proactive from early on. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean at age, what, you're saying year 10, so what, 14, 15 yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, you're 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 playing around with these sort of um instruments and these platforms and literally, trying to get that. Yeah, yeah, you're all proactive. I mean, how important do you feel as if that is and what really gave you that knack to say, you know, I'm just gonna be proactive and do something that um not everyone else is doing at the moment? Um it was just literally just boredom and also just having a passion for just literally listening to instrumentals. Um, it was just literally that. I've just always been creative. Like, um, like I was saying before, making beats. I was, you know, photo editing for you know everyone in our like, like in our school and stuff like that. So it just, it just, it's just a, a passion that just grew and grew and grew and grew. And you know, I didn't take it proper seriously until three years later. Three years later, when I went to uh, uni. So when I was doing it from fifteen to the end of sixth form, it was just literally as a hobby. Uh, even first year, you know, still kind of hobby, but I was starting to see money from it a bit more. But yeah, like it was just literally a passion that just snowballed into what it is now. Um, that's mm. literally all I can say about it. Yeah. Um, there was uh, another guy that was two above us called Felix as well. He used to make, well, he still does. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He, he is a inspiration as well. Uh, he's definitely someone who, um, I like I admire in terms of his beats and stuff. So that's what like one of my early, early influence, like early, early local influences in uh, yeah. in beat production as well. Actually, I, sh- I should I should therefore give him an honorable men- um, honorable mention. So yeah, yeah. definitely. Uh, for for, for me, Nathan, um, there's the term you are your own working brand. Protect it, and I feel like what you do and what you've created and what you've built is the epitome of that. And I feel like it's only fitting if we kind of speak about um plug house 
in terms of yeah. what it is, why it started, and 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 the vision behind it. So, I, I mean, yeah. I, I know a little bit about it, but what what is it? What caused you to make it in the beginning? What fueled your why? Like, there's so many questions around it. So, I, I want to give you this kind of time to just let everybody else know about Plug House and and what it's there for. Okay. Well, yeah. So, I like I said, I went to Coventry University. Coventry University from 2012 to 2015, studying events management. Um, I did want to uh, eventually, obviously still do music because I was doing music in university, but I still did want to, like, I, w- I wanted to probably, like, work for, like, a, you know, like an events company after I finished uni and still do music on the side. That was my initial thought. So I had no idea of, I literally had no idea of opening the studio, no idea of how I was going to, make music like a living when I was in university so but anyway yeah so when I graduated that's just the background so when I graduated now I graduated in uh what well I finished university June 2015 right and I was obviously applying for jobs applying for so many jobs just I wasn't getting anything back I did I did get one job but then what the job was was different was very different to the job description so I left before I even started. <laughs> my mum was, yeah, my mum was, yeah, my mum was furious. She was furious with me, but I just knew, I just knew my heart wasn't in that. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I think that summer of 2015 was probably the lowest point of my life so far. I can't lie. That summer, I was just really depressed, just thinking like, I've gone to, I've gone to university, knowing that you know, like throughout my three years, knowing that, hmm, like, am I going to get a job? Because Ed, that's why you didn't go uni, innit? Like you wasn't, like you wasn't on it. Like, going to yeah, 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 exactly. yeah. Exactly. Like all these, and obviously Melvin dropped out as well. And obviously I knew mm. what he was thinking. Like, I was thinking, like, damn, like, is this going to, like, like, is this going to be me? Like just going to graduate and not even like, like, be able to benefit yeah, me. Yeah. And obviously our year was the first year as well that it increased, uh, it got tri- yeah, the tripled, tri- didn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the yeah. fees tripled. So mm-hmm. imagine it going from three k the previous year to now my year paying nine k a year, you know, up to nine k a year. So it's mad. So I'm just thinking like I've just basically been finessed it, but I've learned. But I don't regret <laughs> going to you though because obviously I learned so much and obviously I did raves in um, in university as well. So anyway, yeah. So summer 2015 anyway. Um, yeah, just depressed, trying to apply for bare jobs, just not getting anything back or nothing of to the standard that I felt. That I was capable of, um, of well, that I thought was necessary for me in it, and would make sense, which would basically like make up for me going to university, basically. So I just thought like nothing was making sense. So, um, what triggered it? There was some producer that I was on Facetime to actually, yeah, that um, he produced uh, J Hus Denboy Pagan, and he was on Facetime. Yeah, he was on Facetime, and I just see all the equipment in this house. He's got like these speakers. He's got all, all like the studio equipment. I'm just thinking, raw, like this young boy has got all this equipment. And I'm just sitting here and I've got nothing. Like, literally, it's just my laptop and my speakers and, like, literally that. So I didn't even know how to record or nothing like that, in it. So literally, that week, I said to myself, you know what? I'm going to open the studio. I'm going to, like, or, or at least learn to record. So I literally bought the equipment, uh, I think, the week after that. And then I used one program to learn how, like, to start learning how to record. Because at this point, all I knew how to do was make beats. I'm now, what, 20 years old. I've just been making beats for what since I was like 14, 15, but I don't know how to do anything else with the music game. I didn't know how to record, engineer, mix, master, nothing like none of that stuff. So I really spent that that the I'd say the the latter half of the summer just learning, just literally bettering my skills, like expanding my music, no, like, I recording, that, man. skills, and that just to kind of uh, yeah, just see where it takes me. And um, yeah, so yeah, so, so after 
I realized that yeah, getting a job's basically a myth, or even me getting something that I w- want to do is not something I want to do in it basically anymore. So I thought, cool, let me just open a studio now. So I was doing it in my house now, and I was doing the recording studio thing in my house. And the plug house name, how did the name came about was just I wanted something that just kind of represents me, um, and I've always kind of felt like, oh, I've always wanted to kind of be the plug, like the guy that can just go for everything, like for photos, editing, or like making beats or for like recording a song, whatever it is, and like even events, stuff like that. So I always wanted to put the word plug in it. And then I think, I don't even know how house came about. Um, I think I was just looking on, looking on Instagram and just, yeah, just seeing what would make the most sense. And, and obviously I know the word house is like a, house is like a, in terms of like music production house, it's just like a, you know, a place where it's just got everything, like a hub. So I wanted to make the plug house like a hub for just everything basically, you know. So that's how the name came about. And luckily, the name wasn't taken on Instagram, SoundCloud, or Twitter. So uh, I just thought, we're going to make Plughouse. And that was my Plughouse. Uh, the, the, that's that's how the studio name came about. So I was doing it in my studio for about a good month, no, good two two months, two, three months. But obviously, I can't be bringing everyone to my house now, innit? Because obviously, my mum's bedroom is next door. So I've now had to find a place to move out because the business started picking up, innit? So Melvin found me a... Melvin found me um, a spot through Gumtree uh, on uh, in, in Manor House, which is where I'm still at today. So uh, wow, so, yeah, it's crazy because um, I was mad. literally I was literally now down to my last like funds in it because obviously I was doing raising uni and all the money I made from that I obviously saved some in it and so when it came to like December 2015 now and it was time to move into that place, my mum said to me something like, "Oh." There's no point putting down one month's rent on this on this studio because you won't be able to find out in a month's time, like in a month, whether it's worth the investment or not. She was like to me, put down six months' rent. If you have the money, do it. Do it. Like she was really supportive of me doing it. So I said, you know what, I'm just gonna do it in it. So I literally put like my last batch of money in into like six months rent of the studio. And I haven't looked back since. That's, that's that's really inspiring and you know hearing your story I think you know you talk about summer 2015 that's been your lowest point definitely yeah you know picking yourself up and you know making yourself what you are today I think a lot of people go through that but I think you know sometimes the mistake that we can make is that we dwell in the current position that we're in and you know we don't actually look ahead or we don't actually um, you know, make any plans to better ourselves. Mm. So I need to touch on that a little bit more. Like, you know, what sort of advice, you know, would you um, would we give to someone who who is at their lowest point, who's gone to uni and, you know, for example, they're not doing the job that, you know, um, I would like to be doing. I mean, especially if we look at the current circumstances of this whole sort of uh, COVID-19, I mean, we can't avoid COVID-19 and how that's sort of uh, drastically changing the world, drastically changing our livelihoods, drastic, uh, drastically changing people coming out of uni and looking for jobs. And, you know, some people are going to be at their lowest point because they've spent three, four years working really, really hard. And, you know, they're hard to get, yeah. able to, you know, yeah. be able to get in the field that they want to get in. So what sort of advice would you give to someone who's in that position? Yeah, I would just say that every single day is a new day, is a new opportunity to, you know, make something of yourself. Um, like literally, like when I say I was, I was so, like I don't know because for me I, I didn't really tell anybody what I was going through in it at the time. Yeah. 
I just kept it all, all, all to myself. That's just how I am in it. Um, trying to think back to 2015. Just, yeah, every single day I'll just wake up and just I'll just try and find the motivation to apply for jobs until I, until I thought, you know what, this is not this is not for me. Even I'm applying, but my heart's not even in it. Like, I don't even want to get this job anyway. So you just have to really... I Because I feel like everyone's got a passion for something. Yeah. No matter what it is, I feel like everyone has a passion for something. You just got to find a way to... You just got to find a way. No, just basically, no, no, no. In fact, no, first, just get into that passion, whatever it is, identify that passion and start doing research on it or, tr- or just try and develop the creative side around that passion, whatever it is. Um, no matter if the market is saturated or whatever, just do it because you will feel fulfilled within. Um, yeah. So definitely just, you, like, you have to, like, I feel, I feel like entrepreneurs, you have to be self-motivated you have to be self-motivated you have to wake up the next day and just you know just just literally go through it there's there's been times since then that i've i've i've, I've been at low points yeah. i was at, i was at, i was at, um, another low point like a couple months ago to be honest with you but you know you, you have to stick through it the world keeps turning you have to keep moving you have to keep waking up and just fighting through it um it's it sounds cliche but that's literally what i done i just thought let me just you know, put all my attention, my passion and find how how I can turn this, you know, into something that I can do on a regular basis. Yeah. Not even for money, but just, you know, just for my sanity. Nah, that's crazy. Um, So, yeah, that's where it starts. And then from there, you try and find out more ways to, you know, make money off it and go from there. Um, that is so inspiring, man. I mean, that just that level of resilience. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have keep to be. You, 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 and do you like, know what's you funny? You have to be. What's funny about all of this is that we, we all know each other, but I, I've never known the depth yeah. of how much that you, you've actually got exactly. And I feel like that's that's crazy that you know it's such a close friendship circle and such such a close um connection. We don't even know stories like this. And I'm sure we've yeah. all had stories like this of times when we've been broken down and we don't know, but it's just crazy that, you know, if it wasn't for something like this, I wouldn't even know your story in this way. Mm. I'll just know mm. You did productions, you did Plug House, and Plug House is such a success. But taking a step back and looking back, you, you've come such a long way, and it's, it's very, very inspiring. Even from that, listening, listening to it from, from this perspective, it's, it's crazy, seriously. No, I, I, I totally agree with what Giles said. I mean, hands and my hat's off um, to you, um, Nathan, honestly, because I mean, just even what you were saying about the fact that you decided to use the summer to literally study the whole thing um that is just i mean that is a kind of story that i think any young person should be hearing that is a sort of sort of narrative that we need to be pushing and say look i'm going to dedicate despite coming out with a degree you still push for to get a role um a couple roles in sort of the music industry or whatever it is and you decide to say do you know what i'm going to dedicate the whole summer in and um, perfecting my craft and really learning and studying i mean that is just i mean it, there's no it, i mean we we always talk about oh how comes people are in certain places and why are they in certain places and that's the prime example i mean your hard work and your um resilience and just that drive is the reason why you you're where you are today and i think I anyone even myself, I, I need to take i need to take sort of note from that and just say yeah. that is there's no secret to it i didn't even mention as well even that summer mm-hmm. i tried to even um i forgot to mention that summer as well i tried to get into trading as well like uh you know, like the charts and stuff like that. 
Mm-hmm. But and I did a lot of notes on that as well in that summer as well. But this was before I decided to just go into you know recording and stuff. But yeah, that the trading thing didn't really work out for me. Um, it wasn't. It, I don't know. It was just a bit too much for me personally. So there's things that I did. I, I tried my hand at other things as well, and it didn't work out. I just you know went back to the drawing board and just you just have to just go again. You literally have to keep going. Um, yeah, I hear that. Much. Yeah. So I felt. I felt. I've. I've definitely felt. I felt many many times as well. You know, and you just have to keep, pick yourself up and go again. And it literally yeah. took that spark. It literally took that spark of that boy, that that um, that producer, FaceTiming me and just see and just showing me all the equipment. I was just like, "Rah, like, how does this little boy got more equipment than me?" Do you know what I mean? And that just literally yeah. just got the creative juices going again. Because once I'm cre- like got the creative juices flowing, it, it keeps it just keeps on going, it keeps on going. And well, let's talk about that then. So you've now got the creative juice. Do you know what I mean? You're you that as you said, it keeps on going. Tell us about sort of plug us. How did you sort of come yeah. up with this event and be almost a pioneer of sort of a scene that a genre that we see today that's thriving in the UK? I mean, tell us all about it, bro. All right. So um so in my third year of university, I was obviously because I was saying I was still like making music as well in like, in university. And I think 2014, which was my third year, that's when I was churning out the most music with like Timbo, Sneakbo, uh J Huss, Kojo Funds as well. Um, Sona, I even got a feature of Stormzy. So that yeah, that that year was had had a lot going on, and that was like the birth of the real like Afro swing sound in it. So a lot of people like regard me as the pioneer of that whole genre in it. Um, so I used that kind of name to basically catapult Plughouse in it. I used like my name to catapult Plughouse, and then my aim was to then catapult the entered an A name off Plughouse once Plughouse gets big again. Do you know what I mean? So it was just a bit bit of like a rebound thing, in it? So yeah, I just literally got like all those artists that I knew from uni and whatever to like post up my, my you know, my new studio that I've moved in here, da, 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 you know, come through. I can record the stuff. And, and then from there, it just literally picked up. Everyone's coming through. And obviously, like I said, I moved into my studio December 2015 and uh, I met I met Notes. Actually no, but not in fact actually no. Prior, before that, in my in my in my bedroom, I met Jay Silver and we did see me now in my bedroom. And that tune went viral. Like that's like one of my first songs I ever recorded and it went viral. And it's like, you know, it's like one of his like it's 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 still his biggest song today. And yeah, so that song, Jay Silver See Me Now, went off and then that's what that's what really made me have to go and get a studio because it's like I can't be bringing all these clients to my house. But then yeah, fast forward to the um January January now, a month after moving into my actual studio. Um, I've met notes, so yeah, it's mad how it's mad how like how big he is now, mm. and mm. I was like one yeah. of the first to like to like discover him. Um, so yeah, uh, what yes, kind of I'm buzz does that I'm... give you as well? Like, not to say you you, you know you're, but like yeah, this person that's making smash hits now, whatever. We were in my bedroom, we we're in my studio, and and you've seen it from the beginning. What kind of buzz? What kind of emotion does that give you? Well, it's 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 the best feeling seeing someone do so well, and you was there from the beginning. I'm talking about before everyone else. Like, I can legit say that before everyone else, I was there, and they could never deny that as well. And that. That and then obviously and then from so from that and then seeing them you know shutting down co- like big festivals concerts like it's the best feeling it's it's better than making money I swear like it, that's what keeps me going just seeing artists that. 
that I've worked with from the ground up to where they are now just keeps me going and it makes and it and, and, it, and it teaches me to stay to, you know, like to remain humble as well that's crazy um, but yeah like I said yeah so notes came through to the studio and obviously he's kind of popular in his area because he's because where he lived is literally like five minute walk so he was always in my studio and he was always posting up and stuff so yeah he was definitely a pivotal part in uh in like getting my studio out there in its early days uh, like 2016 2017 just always posting up on snapchat and, uh, and obviously i was getting a lot of like you know like clientele just kind of indirectly off him because i'll because I'll, I'll ask them like when they come to my studio I'll, I'll, I'll ask them like how do you hear about plugouts like how do you hear about plugouts and they'll be like oh you just, they just saw it and notes of snapchat they thought let's just come through then obviously i met then i recorded um addison lee that following winter and then obviously that just took it to another level again. That tune was really big. Yeah, that's that's the first tune that basically got him into the that, that got him into the game. And like I said, I'm just I'm just I'm just, I'm just happy to be a part of that. Um, yeah. It's something that it will always be credible to me. It's it's literally it's literally what took my studio to the next level. So I'm always grateful for notes. I'm always grateful for notes and what he's uh, what he's done for my studio. And obviously mm. I've met so many different artists off the back of him as well and just all types of stuff, man. Uh, but yeah, and yeah, sorry, I forgot to talk about the events as well. And my events, um, my cousin actually, uh, he actually uh, gave me the idea to start hosting events, like live music shows. I was like, hmm, that's actually true, you know, because I've done raves, I've done like club night events in uni. Why not, you know, bring those event skills back into music? So I literally, I thought, cool, why not? Let me just do it. So... I used the events as a way to like promote my recording studio. So um, I wanted to get like the best lineup I could for free without anyone charging me the best like, upcoming talent that I knew personally um, to come and perform. Um, so I had like notes, I had Abracadabra, you know, Faz was managing Abracadabra. So that was easy to make happen. Like, the, for the yeah. happen. But even before then, Abs didn't even have robbery. It wasn't even... Yeah, he's a smash. No, he had it, but it hadn't blown off it um, yet, in it. So I literally caught Abs. I gave Abs his first performance ever. Literally. Yeah, literally. His uh, first. Yeah, yeah, I gave, yeah. I just, I just I gave him a note their first performances ever. So that's another thing mm. as well. I like, I like doing things the first for people as well. Mm. Um, so yeah, notes. I had notes, abs on there. You had Miss Banks there. Yeah, I remember I had, you had, had Miss Banks there. I had Miss Banks, I had Belly Squad, I had Baseman, uh, I had Jay Silver, I had uh, uh, Sean and Shade, a couple others as well, man. So yeah, like the lineup, looking back and seeing that, like, the amount of people that I've blown from that first lineup, sick, man. Um, so yeah, I did that literally just to like raise awareness of my studio and just, you know, like people to like, you know, network amongst themselves as well, it? you know, artists and other artists that came that didn't even perform, you know, they can network with those artists that performed and vice versa and whatnot. Um, I did that, didn't make a penny. I literally, I think I even lost money on that one, actually. Didn't care though. Like it was literally just for the name, literally just for the name. Second one, I did it again the following year. No, sorry. I did it that same year. Um, different lineup this time, same same cause. I did it with Phil this time though, innit? I organized it with Phil. We I think we just about yeah. broke even this time, innit? But I was never doing it for the money. I did not care about making money off my shows, innit? The fact that I'm putting money to make my brand bigger, that's all I wanted, innit? So each show put it on a different level anyway. The third one was the best one. I think Ed was there, innit? Ed, were you there? My third one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was okay. the best one, Hackney. Um yeah, that was the best one. Made yeah, a bit that of money. Was cold. That one was cold. Yeah, made a bit of money, and it was sick to see that notes came down. Birthday, didn't it? 
birthdays, yeah. Yeah. And it was sick that notes came down because um, obviously by then he had, you know, blown up. And, mm. and it's funny because on the, on, on the second show, I, I didn't have notes in it because I wanted to like, like, you know, keep the lineup refreshing in it. And he pulled me saying, oh, why am I not on the second lineup? Da, 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 da. I was like, bro, man, I can't, you know, always put, you know, let me like, like change up a bit in it and I'll use you for the, the next one. Like, cool, say nothing. And the third one, obviously by then, you know, he was really big. He didn't have to come through, but he came through and, uh, you know, he shut it down and then, then he even big me up saying that this guy gave me the opportunity first before anyone else and just really being up on stage and stuff. So I like to see people, you know, acknowledge those that have been there from the start, do you know what I mean? And because I've been there from people from the start as well, do you know what I mean? So yeah, that the third one really took it to another level and I had 23 on there, he was managing as well. And ah, uh, yeah, that, that show really took it to another level. Um, and since then, people have been asking me, like, when's the next show, when's the next show? But I think times have changed now. But I've done, yeah, through, through the live music events, I've done what, what's needed to be done, um, which which was literally just establish the studio name. And I wanted to make a studio that's different from from others, a, stu- a studio that really gives back to its artists and its clients, you know? One, one thing that's kind of... Um, repeated itself through this conversation um, is your ability to sacrifice sacrifice the fame sacrifice your time sacrifice money like to you do you realize how important sacrifice is or do you just do it like like what what is it to you do you do you do you in your head you say look Nathan I need to sacrifice this amount of time before I can do this I need to set or does it just come naturally that you're just like it's just something that needs to be done on the road towards success yeah literally that yeah literally just that it just has to be done and I'm a very simple living guy and I don't really have any that much responsibilities so I'm always at home I've, I haven't really got anything else to do anyway so my time I'm just trying to make my hobby uh make money for the long run not in the short term in it you know what i mean so when i'm going to studio like mad late and stuff like that i haven't got anything like anything better else to do do you know what i mean so why not in it why not and money wise as well i just always know like with my events i wouldn't mind losing a bit of money to if it if it if it makes my brand a bit bigger anyway so that was the aim was never to make money off those shows or never to make money off those shows mm. but yeah sacrifice sac- sacrifice have to be made but i think with me i'm just more it's, it's just more of a natural thing to me in it it's I don't think, oh man, I can't spend money on this now. Nah, man, I'd rather put money into an event than you know buy the latest kicks or whatever. Do you know, what I mean, that's just literally. Yeah. I'm, so, I'm so creative like that. Yeah, so I've I've been like from day in it, so it's never been a an issue or a burden to sacrifice something. Yeah. Mm. No, it's true. Your last two pounds, you're always yeah. buying me chicken and chips. I'm still appreciative. <laughs> I'm still appreciative. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, how much? with that, like. It's just crazy. How important do you feel as if like passion is over sort of really having that um, sort of business acumen to say, do you know, you know, I want to sort of pursue my business. I want to do well, because it seems like with you, it was all about the passion and it still is today. If you don't have just... passion, if you don't have passion, then, then that's literally, then forget about it. Literally, <laughs> literally the passion is the, is, is the number one thing you need. And that's, I've, I think only, re- like, not, not only recently, I'd say about last year, the year before, I really realised that I've got passion for music because, bro, I've been doing this since, I've been making, like, even just making beats since age of 14, right? And I'm still finding new ways of making beats and new things. And 
I'm still yeah. excited. I'm still excited to make beats. I'm still excited to go home and put down this melody that I've got in my head or whatever. I still Ooh. have that. I still have that passion. So I def like, yeah. It's been what I realized that what when I was in like what three years ago. So yeah. That would been like that. Would have been like a what a good eight eight years. What seven seven years of like. You know do you get what I'm saying? Like seven yeah. years of constant excitement to create. I definitely have, no, I definitely have passion and I definitely have passion. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. it, it just confirmed to me that I definitely have passion and that I can't lose it basically. So I can never be screwed. Um, so yeah, if you don't have passion, or if the passion burns out, maybe it's time to start something new. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just yeah. a question on uh, going back to all of the artists that you sort of worked with. Okay. Um, in the UK, like, you know, these are well-known artists. And like you said, you were there from the beginning. Now, how do you keep yourself? I mean, you already touched on humility a little bit, but how do you keep yourself from getting comfortable? Um, I mean, you know, you talk about passion, so I guess maybe you can sort of go deeper. But, yeah, how do you really um, stop yourself from getting comfortable and always looking to do, you know, looking for what's next, basically? Um, My studio's a hub for new talent in it so yeah. i always see new talent in my studio um literally there's like because once upon a time notes wasn't the guy that we know today do you know what i mean he's not he wasn't this big star that he is now for example or 23 or jay silver or, or unknown t or whoever do you know what i mean so seeing where they've come from and from and and that, and that and obviously seeing when they first came to me and that that image of that image of of them in my head, that's what kind of that's that that contributes to to my you know humility. Um, I just feel like I'm a humble person in general. I just don't. I just nothing really gasses me like that. Um, I just don't really get. Yeah, I try. I try not to get too gassed. Um, and I've been like that since since forever. And it's and I think I think that's how I've maintained um just maintained the whole thing. No, nah, for real, you are clean-hearted, brother, still. I've been at my studio for, like, what? This will be five years in December. Um, wow. Literally, yeah, five years in December. And, yeah, like, I've just tried to upgrade up, upgrade the quality of my studio, but still kind of just keep everything the same, like, the vibe, everything the same. Um, how else do I keep humble? Bro, you, you, you just can't, because you see, like, you see, you see some artists, you know, they get too gassed, and then they kind of drop off a bit, like, drop off a bit in it. Do you know what I mean? And even friends, you just see it around, innit? You just see, there's so many examples of people that have got two guys and then they've fallen off or whatever, do you know what I mean? And I just know that can't be me. So yeah. yeah. It's just, yeah, man. It's just taking in the experiences of others and, you know, using the, you know, using it to your advantage. Really. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's, and, and I suppose now we obviously see you with um, sort of Plug House, which you continue to, sort of work with now and that studio is still up and running and doing really well and I see now you're moving into a space of really inspiring some of the youth and I think you've been doing that in general in regards to really as you talk about um helping some of these young artists really come up so do you feel as if this has always been a thing and it's not necessarily even down to me it's just the mere fact that you just love to just help and just inspire young people because I'm seeing you now do it in sort of schools and going in and doing master classes on um on engineering and all of that so do you feel as if you just always had this knack to just inspire and help young people yeah maybe i did i'm not even sure if i always had this this knack i never realized it until like mm. um like obviously there'll be times for i don't always keep saying notes in it but there'll be times where like i will always like like he will call me saying oh 
why am I not getting attention here? Like, what's going on? Da, da, da. And I have to, you know, talk to me like, yo, man, don't worry, your time's coming. Da, 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 da. Like, you know, just keep him motivated. Same with other artists that have come through there. Some that have that you've heard of, some, some, some you haven't heard of. I've always kind of done, like, subconsciously, like, told them stuff in it, like, just to keep going and just words of encouragement. So, yeah, like, so when, like, when Ed approached me to, you know, do some public speaking, I was thinking to myself, well, I've actually kind of been motivating people in my studio. Without, yeah, without without really knowing that it's something that I want to kind of get into or something mm. that I was doing, do you know what I mean? So, mm. um, yeah, I've, I've 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 been I've been motivating the the youth them to, <laughs> to, to, keep, to the youth them to, yeah to keep to keep going to keep going still, but in a way it was a very a very informal way. Yeah, they'll just come to my studio. I'll be recording them, and I'll just be. And obviously, after the session, they'll be asking me advice for advice and stuff like that. And I'll just be telling them their stuff, man, giving them bare mm. gems. Yeah, but no, I think it's important for someone who's a public speaker myself and a mentor. I mean, I, I'm I'm so big on it, and I know Sydney, you are too, because I think that's what it's all about. I think we have to. I mean, we gain knowledge through experience, right? So yeah. essentially, um, the experiences that we sort of go through and how we dealt with some of these um these hurdles, we then need to sort of help some of the younger lot in saying, look, this is how you do it, and this is how you overcome some of these hurdles, which you are going to go through. Yeah. And I think important um i mean i know on some of our other talks and we've had these conversations or offline um nana in our circle i know about us being first gen and the fact that there's a lot that we don't know um i mean our parents came here um to really figure it out for themselves and we have to almost take and um, take that ship and that's what we're starting to do now where we're trying to figure it out really on on how we do things and it's everything is all new to us so i think it's, it's crucial that um, we have individuals like you in very good spaces as well and professions yeah. that are really like um helping some of these young people sort of figure it out because yeah. that is what we're doing we are figuring it out yeah literally figuring it out because like i said when i left uni, um, uni i i swear down i had no idea that by the end of that year i would have been renting out a studio space i swear it was not the plan like yeah it was not in my mind not even after i grad bro literally it was not the plan so mm. I literally just kind of winged it but in a way where it's it's still my passion though do you know what I mean yeah 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 so yeah I mean for, for me something yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd want to touch upon to you and um take your time in answering this but I'm, I'm big on bouncing back from your failures and and disappointments and throughout this kind of you know topsy-turvy road for you Nathan what has been your your biggest failure or biggest disappointment and, and how have you kind of bounced back from this? Because I, I feel it's important to kind of highlight um, so young people can resonate with, look, someone else did fail and this is how they bounce back. Oh, that's a good question. Um, one of my biggest failures. It's one of my biggest failures. You have to, you have to give me a moment. Um, 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 um. Hmm, this is a good question. Oh my gosh. I'm well, I don't know if I've got any. I don't know if I No, I've definitely failed. What have I, what have I failed? I sh- I think, yeah, I should have given more artists. No, I should have worked closely with more artists. I should have I should have yeah. I think at the time when I was at the studio like all the time like 2016, 2017. Mm. I was just focused on just literally just recording as much people as possible. Yeah. I think what I should, I, I think I should have given more time to developing more artists. 
Um, yeah. Maybe I'd be in a bigger position now, but I don't regret anything. Um, but that's not even a, that's that's more of a regret though, isn't it? That's not even a failure, like. Bro, mm. um, oh, I actually can't. I don't. I don't. I don't know. You know. Oh, I sound mad. I sound mad arrogant right now. No, you don't. I think you just <laughs> look at it and you just always seem to bounce back, and that's why you're probably not looking at it like that. You just all, like think, what Jal. I think I think failure, yeah, like a massive failure. Like I don't know. I, I try to avoid it. I, like I try to see the L before even going down that route. Like I tried. Like I avoid it so early that it just doesn't even happen. I just have more regrets. Like ah, oh, I should have done this. Maybe if I'd done that, this would have taken me here. But um, yeah, like I mean, even I regret not learning like an instrument from young man. That's one thing I really wish I could at least do. Mm. Uh, I mean, don't even don't, don't be put off that like you can't identify yeah, whatever no, it is because yeah, there are, I'm sure there's like not to say there's loads, but they've added to your journey. So sometimes we even forget about them. So don't feel like yeah, yeah. There's hell to there's tell me something. Yeah, there's yeah. definitely something, but I think on the spot right now, I have to, yeah, I just can't think. Yeah, it's, it's a it's a it's definitely a mad um question. Um, I definitely see with with you, Nathan, and correct me if I'm wrong. And guys, I mean, add to it if you feel as if what I'm saying is is true here. But even on that question that Giles has just asked you, it's it's mad interesting to sort of see your perspective on things because a lot of things in life is about perspective as well. It's like with you, you don't see things, you very rarely see things as a negative because you're always changing it into a positive. Like it's either a case where you're saying, okay, like you've just said, ah, oh, I wish I'd learned a musical instrument um, when I was younger. And a lot of music um, producers have um, learned how to use um, musical instruments. But with you, you switched up into, okay, how do I use this platform? Because I don't know how to use an instrument. How am I now going to use this platform to accommodate for that? So you've almost had, always had this knack to just be like, do you know what? I'm going to change this, yeah, potential L into a lesson. Bro, literally, like one of my, it's funny you said that because like one of my, Meant, uh, like one of my main like thing like thoughts is that every situation you have to look at as a win-win situation for yourself. Yeah, and I yeah. think, and I think that's why I rarely get disappointed by people or that things that happen. I rarely get disappointed because I always look okay, cool. This person didn't come through for me, or this situation didn't work like this, but this means this now. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, like I always try to. Look at the bad situation before it's actually happened and then deep it, take it in and then think of a solution if it goes left, basically, already. So if that situation actually does go left, like it becomes reality that's gone left, I already know what I'm going to do. Yeah. And I've just had that literally just ingrained in my mind from just, I don't even know, I think from even, like, I think uni times, man. So just... Oh, sorry, go on. No, that's what I was going to say. Like, in uni, like, I'll do, like, some of the raves I've done have been, like, locked off or didn't go through or whatever in it. Yeah. And it used to really infuriate me in it. <laughs> so I think from, I think kind of stem from that, man, because obviously, yeah. like, doing raves in uni is hard, isn't it? Like, there's a lot of pressure, especially, like, in a lit uni, like, Coventry at the time, isn't it? So yeah, like, when yeah. the rave flops, it's just like, oh, damn. So I wanted to the kind of, like, have counter- like kind of like like, pro- like like basically kind of my problems before they've even become problems. Mm. Yeah. Just a yeah. quick of what um Ed was talking about and what you sort of touched on. I mean, I believe perspective and mindset are two very important things. And 
you know, just speaking with you today, Nathan, like, you know, I can clearly tell that you've got a positive mindset and, you know, you sort of take the positives rather than the negatives. Where does that mindset sort of stem from? Is it something that, I don't know, you got from your your mum, your brother, your sister? Where does that stem from? Because not everybody has that mindset. I mean, you know, I think we touched on this earlier on. Um, people can tend to dwell on things. So, you know, how does what how does someone get a positive mindset or view things from a positive view? Um, I couldn't tell you exactly where it stems from. Maybe it's just everything I've been through, just experiences, yeah. other people's, you know, lives, things that other people have gone through. People have gone through like people, you know, have gone through way worse things than me, you know. Um, just taking everything in and just realizing that, you know, there's there has to be a brighter side, there has to be a lighter in the tunnel there has to be I can't I can't die without doing what I wanted to do do you know what I mean and and I, and, I, and I can't like but the aim for me is just to be truly happy in it that's my aim in it my aim is just to be truly happy in life so I need to make sure that every single day I'm working towards that in it just being just being happy yeah um I thought yeah but I couldn't tell you exactly what I think I think it's just literally everything that I've been through just people yeah just life in general in it like that's what you go through in it that's just made me yeah. I'm not. Yeah. yeah i mean uh, yeah. nathan you, you you've inspired me from young i mean you know my story um you've yeah. been around me closely um and, and yeah your story it, inspires me yeah your story yeah no just saying just the way your aura and everything about you the way you carry yourself um it, it inspires a lot of people but if you had to say something to to the younger generation in terms of wanting to inspire them or giving them some words of advice what what would you what would you tell them mm. words of inspiration um <laughs> yeah like i said identify what your passion is um every single day is an opportunity to you know to make a name for yourself or you know better your situation every single day is a chance to do that um identify your passion and if you're a creative person don't just you know stay in that one pocket like for me like all i was doing was making beats but i said okay cool let me learn how to record people now let me learn how to mix and master songs let me you know bring back the events i was doing and like you know amalgamate it into you know the, the studio so always try and expand on your creative on, on your creative ability um always be humble uh, look, oh yeah also watch a lot of document like watch watch documentaries not too much but watch some documentaries on you know people within your field you know for inspiration as well um and you have to be self-motivated you have to the passion has to be there the passion is something that can only come from within no one can yeah passion you literally have to like you literally have to have it or you don't if you don't have it then maybe maybe that's not your passion then do you know what i mean yeah uh maybe your passion is something else yeah um but yes wow. passion is though is, is is the number one thing and then from there you need to find out how you're gonna turn that passion into you know something that you love just doing as a hobby mm. and then from there you know try and see how you can monetize it now and yeah find ways of you know trying to do it differently from other people you know, in, in 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 the market in the game mm. and it just, it just literally snowballs snowball like when i like i've just been i've just been doing my thing i would have never have known that in 2015 that I now opened a studio and then now go into artist management. That was never, I just didn't, I was just doing it. I was just going, going along with the flow. 
literally, that's all I could yeah, just literally going along with the flow and just seeing where it takes me. But making sure that I'm bettering myself and I'm learning my craft properly. And um, yeah, literally, man. Yeah, wow, wow. And on that, I suppose, my question is, so what's the next steps? Um, I mean, where do you go from here? Where are you looking to sort of take Plughouse? Um, and what's your plans in general? Yeah, so um, right now, um, I've, I was managing 23 um, artists from uh, East London for uh, two, two, no, three years, three years. Um, so I've learned a lot, obviously, a lot of, I've learned a lot of things through managing an artist. Um, I've learned a lot about the music industry on a business level, on a legal level, um, you know, just, you know, the fickle things about the game, about people within the industry, stuff like that. So I want to take all that experience and maybe uh, manage like another artist at some point, maybe, or, um, yeah, maybe just do that or um, maybe go back into like doing live events again with music. Um, you know, I'm still like recording and producing for people as well um as of right now today obviously with corona and anything going on it's a bit hard to tell how the end of the year is going to you know pan out um i'm just trying yeah. to stay creative still making beats uh still you know motivating people that come to my studio or watch for advice stuff like that i want to get into public speaking a bit more yeah okay um, i want to get into that i know i want to eventually get into property and you know invest back in Africa as well. Mm. Um, See. Mm. So just a just a just a yeah. quick one as well, not to cut you off, but um you're you're a visionary and, and I just wanted to know if all things went well, where would you see yourself in five years? Whoa. Whoa. Wow. Well the way the things are going in the UK might be might be moving back to Ghana. Trust me. <laughs> no, it's not seriously though. I've been thinking about moving back to Ghana. Um, yeah. More recently, as of this no, week, no. actually. Um, okay. It's, uh, yeah, I want to potentially move back there. Um, mm. Five years' time, time, I'll be 30 or 31. Mm. Next month. Um, 30, 31. Hopefully, you know, wife. Uh, you know, maybe two kids, one, one or two. Quickly, kids. come on, yes. Um, in the position, more in, like, more in the position of just like more, like I want to be more hands off, delegating. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Position of delegating. I feel like I've been on the ground for a long time, man. Mm. I'm young in it. I feel like I've been on the ground for a long time, and obviously I'm still gonna be on the ground for like another like what four, five years in it probably. Yeah. Hopefully by then I can kind of be a bit more hands off and you know probably have some property and I don't know just literally I'm just literally going with the flow man that's what I that's yeah. that's what I've always done obviously still obviously not be lazy though about it like literally still do still be doing things but yeah man five years time I should be in a much more comfortable position to just kind of do what I want to do man do like like well I'm doing what I want to do now but you know just kind of be a bit more hands off in it a bit more relaxed. Yeah, 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 and 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 happiness, happiness, man, happiness. That's the main, main thing. Yeah, the main, main thing for me. Yeah, important, man, is important. Um, just quickly, I mean, I know sort of we're drawing to a close, but you mentioned sort of moving back to Ghana with the, with the way things are going right now. I mean, I just want to quickly touch on you know sort of what's going on around the world right now. We see the death of George Floyd. Um, sort of the the um the sort of challenges that 
you know, people from our background face. Now, with yourself being a sort of a black man, a black African man, has that sort of hindered you in any way? And if so, you know, how have you sort of overcome those hindrance, um, those sort of challenges? Yeah, definitely, man. It's, do you know what it is? It's because it's so, like, it's so microaggressive, yeah. Or like some of the like some of the things because I was, I, was ch- I was trying to jazz about this yesterday, innit? Innit, jazz? Like, yeah, yesterday. we had a deep combo about it. Yeah, and it's just it's just fun. It's just mad because there's a lot of things that we've probably gone through that we've just normalized. Do you know what I mean? Like little things like when you go to like Dubai and like you know you're at the airport with like you know all your friends and you have to go like two by two just to make it look like you're not all together because there might there might be a, a, a yeah chance of getting stopped in the airport and it's just little things like that. So I think, you know, I was saying to Joe yesterday that like, we, we probably experience racism probably about a good three to four times a month. But we, it's just so little that we just, we just don't even, we just brush it. Do you know what I mean? Um, I totally agree, bro. I totally, yeah. I, I was I saying that similar like, talk. Go on, bro. Go on. Sorry, go on. I, I, I literally had one story in my head just now. Like when I first moved to my studio, imagine like I moved there, what, this is like December or January times, yeah. Of 2016, obviously you can't smoke weed in my studio, innit? So I'm imagine I'm at home now. I'm just playing FIFA, innit? I get a call from my landlord saying, "Oh, what's going on? Why are the guy smoking outside the studio?" Like, like, should, like I told you, no smoking. I'm like, bro, I'm at home. I'm playing FIFA. I'm not even there. I have no clients. I'm not even in the studio. So before you've even, you know, checked this me, you've just called me straight away and assumed that they're my people outside smoking mm. weed. But I'm oh. not even, where I'm not even, I'm at home playing FIFA, bro. Like you, I've now, like someone's now scored against me. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like I've now, I'm, I'm now pissed off. I'm now pissed off. Do you know what I mean? You got excuse. We say that. Are you good though? Bro, bro, bro. Man's calling me to talk about things that has no concern to, to me. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Obviously, I spent, this, this is obviously when I first moved in. So obviously, they're seeing like an influx of, you know, like young black boys coming to the studio. They're thinking, oh, this guy's not going to stay here for long, man. Or he's going to be, he's going to call disruption. But, you know, I've been there for five years and I've never once caused an issue. And now they trust me enough to, you know, lock up the building sometimes and stuff like that, innit? But obviously the whole corona thing is a bit mad right now. But, you know, before that, they trusted me to like lock up the building and stuff like that. Because obviously I'd, ha- I'd, ha- I'd have to, I'd prove myself that I'm, you know, not the stereotype or whatever. So things like that, man. Obviously, my building is full of like rock stars and stuff like that, and I think I'm one of the only like kind of black dudes in there. So uh, yeah, I've had to kind of prove myself to them that you know I'm not one of them, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a hoodlum or whatever like that. Uh, and it's, it's it's just sad, man, that we have to go the extra mile for you to realize that I'm just a normal human being, like everyone else. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, man. Racism, yeah, but yeah, racism. It's just an ongoing thing, man, and I think it's just I think this whole thing, especially this 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 past week, man, that just made me realize, you know what? Because we're not meant to be here anyway. Do you know what I mean? Try. Like, I believe so. It's just like our parents came here for us to get a better education, better you know, better life, all that kind of stuff. But I think you should just take what we've learned from here and you know all our experiences and you know knowledge and everything, and you know go go back home and help. Build, um, mm. that's what I, that's 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 what I truly believe. Um, I have thought about it for a while, but I think this was like the icing on the cake for me. It's just like you know, yeah, let's just go back, man. Let's just go back and, and well, at least even be back and forth and 
at least, you know, maybe, maybe live here and live back in Ghana and just do, you know, back and forth, just help in both places and at least. Yeah. Um, it's definitely important. Yeah. 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 Wow. No, I t- completely hear you, man. Completely hear what you're saying there. Um, it, it does get to a point where you, yeah, like what you're saying, is it a case of almost always fighting um, ones that, yeah, we feel like already know sort of what's happening. Um, I think there's a saying that says, um, stop finding happiness in the same place that you lost it. It's yeah. the same place. I mean, yeah, why yeah. Is there where you know there's no trust and sort of faith there? It's, it's been gone happening. for 600 years. It's been gone for 600 I mean? years. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. it's like this ideology is not going to die anytime soon. Let's be mm. We're only, what, 25, 26? Yeah? We've only seen about a small fraction of racism, do you know what I mean? And that's what we can even remember. And I'm tired. So yeah. imagine those and, older. And I'm tired already. So imagine those are old and they haven't even, bro. It's yeah, man. It's 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 beyond us, isn't it? It's beyond us. So it's gonna take it's gonna take a miracle to literally eradicate an ideology that is just unjust and unfair. And it's it's so it's tiring talking about it because ninety percent of the world knows it's not fair in fact no in, in fact if no everyone yeah. in fact everyone yeah. even even the kkk themselves they know it's not fair but it's greed in it greed and hate greed and hate yeah literally greed and hate and they know it's not fair but that's just what they want in it so it's tiring talking about something that everybody in the world knows is not fair um so yeah literally like what you said man just taking Going back to where we are loved, man, where we are loved and where we're originally from. Yeah, wow, cool. wow, bro. I know we could touch on this so all day. Yeah, no, the yeah, the, the black yeah, yeah, the whole black lives matter thing. Yeah, yeah. That's a that's a whole nother hour. Yeah, that's uh, tell me about it. Literally, yeah, literally it really is. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, honestly, Nathan's been a real pleasure sort of yeah. um sitting here and have this conversation with you i mean likewise man likewise it's been pending you know it has always it's said, been a while always said yeah. it, you know on a platform where everyone else can hear it as well yeah rather, yeah no. rather than just having it you know be a conversation between us you know let's 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 put it out there for everyone so you know for, yeah to, to, to hear so yeah no, it's definitely been a pleasure man i've enjoyed it man i've enjoyed this no, I've enjoyed oh, it as well. You dropped some serious gems. I mean, not just for for us on here now, but I'm sure for those listening and, and future generations. I mean, some of the stuff you've been through and some of the stuff you touch on. Um, I, I, I think just to call it an inspiration is. I'm not doing the statement justice, but just know that you, you, your your story and what you say will touch a lot of people. I appreciate that, bro, man. Definitely a lot of documentaries, man. A lot of documentaries and interviews. Watch the, 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 I think people should definitely watch those kind of things in their field, man. It's important, man. You got to stay motivated. That's it. That's what's up. That's what's up, man. But tell us where we can find you, bro. Um, where can people find you if they want to sort of follow some of your work and uh, really just follow your journey? Uh, yeah. So plug house on literally all social media. Plug house. That's Twitter, Instagram, SoundCloud. Uh, what else is there? Uh, obviously my actual personal music producer page is enter the a so that's n number two t-h-e-a on uh yeah twitter uh, uh instagram uh soundcloud as well and yeah man that's me man that's me i'm everywhere man you can you can google a boy man <laughs> you can google a boy bro i bet anyone's favorite track is probably produced by you you know what i'm saying so you're there you're everywhere 
We're everywhere, oh, bro. We're working, bro. We're working, man. Working, 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 working. But yeah, man, it's been a real pleasure, my guy. Thanks it's been a real you, pleasure, man. Thank, Thank you. you. Appreciate Thank it. You, yeah, man. You're insightful, bro. Thank you. Like Giles said, no. gems that you know we can all sort of pick up. And you know what? That's the beautiful thing about this. Like we can all learn from each other. Even yeah. us, like you know, at the age of 25, I mean, we can all sort of learn from the experiences that we've all gone through. So yeah, man. Thanks for that, man. Thank you, man. I appreciate it, man. Amen. Amen. Take it easy. And you too, guys.